0: everybody. This is Meredith. Thank you for joining me this week again for The Backup Plan. If you need an intro about who I am and what I'm doing, you got to go back and listen to the other episodes. I can't keep saying it every week. I'm having a baby with my gay best friend. We're excited about it. We're stoked. And I think it's going to happen in the new year, guys. I was hoping it would happen this year, but timing-wise and learning all the different procedures and processes of going through it. It takes time. But 2024, think it's going to be my year. We're going to pop this sucker out before I'm 40. We love it. We love to see it. I have to make this intro so short and sweet because I am literally recording this on a boat. I am sailing up the Rhine River. I am looking out the window at... I mean, it's the waning days of November in Germany, and uh, it is... It's raining, it's cloudy, but gosh darn it, the Christmas spirit is with me. I've already been to uh, like six Christmas markets and it's only our second day really out in the, out in the wild. How many glasses of Glühwein have I had? Uh, Two today and uh, our first day, I think I had like three or four. So tally it up. I'm just gonna I'll let you know. Um, I'm actually recording a time lapse of where I'm at at this very moment. So I will post that on Instagram so you can see exactly what I saw as I was talking to you. This is the last episode I'm going to publish in 2023 because I am taking next month off to realign myself, get plans scheduled and enjoy the holiday spirit. And also, I'm going to be posting some videos on YouTube because I want to give that a try. So I'm recording a ton of shit here, guys. I've got travel vlogs for days about all the different places I'm going. And I just I can't wait to share it all. And I can't wait to edit it so it's not just footage that sits on a hard drive somewhere. So link is going to be in the description. You can go ahead and follow along there. And then January, we see where we're going with this pod. Maybe it goes a little bit more video oriented. Maybe I'm going to do both. Who knows? I just like that my creative juices are flowing. We're going whole hog. Oh my gosh, is it starting to snow? Oh man, it's Christmas, guys. Anyway, back to this week's episode. Y'all, Joy Millen is joining. She is the CEO and founder of Joy of Life. It's a surrogacy agency. They're based in California, but they are working worldwide, statewide. They really have their act together and The way that they're working so holistically to help not only folks who are seeking surrogates, but surrogates themselves to make sure that they are happy and taken care of and not feeling alone in the process, it's pretty remarkable. I didn't know a lot about surrogacy, and I feel like I just learned so much in the conversation that I had with them, not only at Prego Expo, but also just during this episode. Is surrogacy controversial? I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. It's not really something I've thought about. I kind of thought it was just like a thing that the ultra rich or celebrities do, but I didn't think about how it would affect sort of all different kinds of people, even the surrogates themselves, how, you know, how the money that they get from being a surrogate helps and how connected that they become to the families. And it it did give me a bit of a perspective shift because I realized like, this whole situation makes for a different kind of modern family and that's what i'm going for too so when i started talking to them about what surrogacy is and and how it works it just i felt really aligned with it it just kind of it felt so similar to what i was doing in a totally different way so i'm really excited for you guys to hear this conversation with joy and if you've used a surrogate or you've been a surrogate like I would just love to hear your perspective, so feel free to shoot an email to info at backupplayandpod.com or, you know, DM on Instagram. It'd be really cool to talk to some more folks about this. And, you know, this is a podcast about modern families and alternative paths to parenthood, so I just would love to love to learn more. I love learning, guys. Anyway, I'm watching it snow. I have to go upstairs and put on my listening device so I can hear about the castles that we're passing. If you're looking for a vacation that. Oh, here comes mom into the room because I didn't go up there fast enough to get the listening devices. Say hi, mom. Hello. Are you enjoying the uh, tour? Yes, but we were also supposed to fill out papers and hand them in at two o'clock. What? Again? All right, I gotta go. Love y'all. Have fun. Bye. I am so glad to have you on this week. Thank you so much for joining me, Joy. Uh, Let's start with a quick little introduction as to who you are and what
1: your company does. Awesome. So my name is Joy. I'm with Joy of Life Surrogacy. We are, as mentioned, we're a surrogacy agency. So we help to set up clients um, on the internet parent side. We help them to become parents, enjoy the process of having a surrogate carrying their baby until they welcome their new little bundle of joy to their life. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also support them afterwards as well by, you know, telling them what to do as new parents. Don't worry if, you know, something happens, um, like have a rush or whatsoever because the majority of our teammates are mothers ourselves. So we have tons of experience to show them. On the other hand, we help those surrogate moms to achieve their dream some of them had a family members or friends who cannot conceive so that actually are their callings. So they become a surrogate carry to another uh, for another family. At the same time they might be they might have some personal financial goal to achieve to pay off their loan, to be able to open their own little store or to purchase a house, et cetera. Some of them are single moms, uh, have to raise the family, working full-time, going to school, et cetera. Surrogacy could be some something to help them achieve that financial goal in a short-term period. So we want to, at the very beginning, it's just a surrogacy agency connect families. As right now, we see ourselves more like more like a a solution to a lot of people. For parents, it's a solution to become parents. For surrogate, it's a solution to help them achieve a different quality, a higher quality of life.
0: That is so wide-ranging, and I'm so kind of astounded by everything that you guys are doing. I was really excited to talk to your team at the Prego Expo because I I know so little about surrogacy, and I don't think it's going to be a part of what I need to do. But who knows, like, you really have no idea what life brings you. Um, And I could totally see myself, you know, if I didn't want children, or, you know, there's, there's like some kind of multiverse where I could see myself doing this for a friend or, or something. And it just, it wasn't ever something I really thought about until I talked to your team. And then suddenly my mind opened up so wide, and when I talked to Brianna, who was there, and she explained to me how she supports the mothers. Because my 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 thought process when I came up to your booth was that you know maybe you just do some matching stuff for couples who are looking for a circuit. But when I thought about all of the work that a that a that a surrogate has to go through, I was totally blown away, and I was so touched and heart warmed to see everything that you guys do and how passionate everybody that you work with is about this and their work it was really cool to see on your website your whole team is women isn't it yes
1: yes so we're we're all women um most of them, like I mentioned, are mothers, so we yeah. can't understand the other mother. When I started the business, I wasn't, I was a mom. Um, so I tried to stand in the shoe. I know uh, being a mom, is really hard to balance their work, to balance, you know, surrogacy stuff. But after I have my children, I really feel for those, um, surrogate moms that they're, they, they're sacrificing for everybody yeah. that they are helping for their family be there for their children. Um, we had a, a surrogate mom have to make, um, to a medical screening, but nobody can watch their children. They have to bring their kids to the, um, to the clinic and glad that we were there. We were watching the kids yeah. for them. And now I just feel like that's a really huge help. Like sometimes I'm just struggling, um, with, you know, kids and work too. Imagine they have to add something to their life. So that's, I, I appreciate them more. So yeah. um as for now, we just want to make the company a, a mother-friendly environment. Yeah. Even a community we're trying to build is a mother-friendly that the surrogates could meet each other, they could help each other. We want to build a network that one day in the future, maybe they can have somebody in their location that can help them, not just surrogacy related, but just, you know, run errands or watch the kids because we're just like very closely connected through surrogacy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you guys get it. Totally. How long has your company been around and how did you start doing this?
1: Um, we've been around since 2017, August. So it's been uh, six years wow. and we have grown from one person. I had some family help me to start. And um, since I was working for a fertility doctor, the network, the connections I had previously helped us, lifted us totally. too. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And so right now we have Nineteen people. That in the U.S. we also have another office in China. As you may tell, that I was born and raised in China, so we had um, other offices there just do translation work. We had so many intended parents that are interested, but they do not have a resource, or we hear some heartbreaking stories that they put all their life-saving money into this company and the company closed out that they just wow. lose everything. They don't have the money or a child. Wow. Wow. So you work in the U.S. and China then? Surrogacy is not allowed in China. Oh, okay. I always, yeah, I always joke to my mom. I was like, when I visit you guys, I'm going to be arrested one day (laughs) because it's not allowed there. Um, Uh A lot of people feel this is like a selling your uterus. You know, it's, there are a lot of ethics stuff behind it. But for me, honestly, I just feel if I'm a mother, I want to provide everything good for my family and to help another family. I see so many parents are struggling as I was a clinical coordinator, we had a couple, they're going through a divorce. Their mm-hmm. parent forced them to because they cannot have children together. It's not because any of them have issue. It's just like, you know, um, it's on un- like an undefined infertility. A lot of people just had right. that. Um, they going through IVF and then, um, have a surrogate to carry for them. And at the end of the year, they have a baby and their marriage was saved. So why not? Like it just to me, it's like, As long as we're doing something like good for the world, good for a family, saving a family, then it's worse to do. And, um, of course, being protected by law. Like, so that's why our company only does, uh, legal stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, of course, right, like you know, right. um surrogacy friendly states, uh we go everything, we do not cut corners. Um there is no like gray areas in our company, everybody transparent. That's why we're mm-hmm. so proud and honored when intimate parents ask us, do you do this and that? Uh, we, we are always like, we have a great team that we always follow the rules. So you don't have to worry. By the end of the day, your names are not going to be on the birth certificate.
0: Right. And so how many people work for you now?
1: In um, Together, would it be 25?
0: That's wild. I mean, that's 25 people that are going to cross the yeah. T's and dot the I's for you. And Um, something that I found with my own story is that it's difficult for me to find some of the answers. And I just started working with a fertility company and was blown away by working with somebody and knowing like, oh, they're the professionals. They're already going to know. They've already experienced this. I may think my story is super special and it is, but that doesn't mean other people haven't done it. And that, (laughs) that answer's already been spelled out. So it's so great that you exist. And you said you were founded in 2017 and you were working with a fertility doctor at that point. So how, how did you move from doing that that, before that, before that? So how did you get into doing this and running your own company? Like, I think, you know, I know this is a podcast about babies and stuff, but I'm fascinated by like business and, and entrepreneurship and women who are ambitious. So I'm so excited to hear how you started.
1: Yeah, I would say, um, to be an entrepreneur, it doesn't, it definitely need a lot of courage. And just at one point, you have to do it. And you cannot have any backup plan. So, cause sometimes, you know, if thinking too much, I, I, I still right now, I feel if I go all over again, I may not step out. But just because I feel as one person, I only can help a certain amount of family. But by having a team, having a community, we can reach out to thousands, millions Mm -hmm. life that we want to do. Or if we want to establish some kind of standard or, you know, this is what we should do in surrogacy, then more people gonna hear our voice. Um, that was back in 2016 before I, um, started this company. Um, I was a translator. So some of my intended parents, they are from China. They do not speak English at all. Um, at that time, they want me to go to their delivery to help them translate, to get paperwork. I was, it was fun. Like, you know, I, I don't have children. And then me and my husband were just dating at that time. So I have plenty of time of my own. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, sure, I will go. So it was a delivery in Redding. Uh, it's about like 10 hours away from Los Angeles. So we drove there. And um the baby was born through C-section. So he is perfectly fine, can be dismissed the next day. But the surrogate had him through C-section. So she had to stay a little bit longer. And then, uh, the night before we leave, we ask the Sergey if she want to, you know, hold the baby or anything like, cause we know the parents, once they leave, they never gonna go back. Like I said, they are from a country that have that, um, policy. They cannot even tell anybody. So they are going to pretend this is their own. And, um, I think the surrogate knew that. And, um, she just didn't want to have any attachment, So she refused to hold the baby. Um, the next day in the morning, it's like four or five o'clock. We're trying to leave so we can get back in Los Angeles on time. Um, we heard a soft knock on the door. She literally walked from her room to ours. It's like separated by a long hallway. Had to, to walk like a good five to ten minutes. Oh, poor, so, poor um, she, she came. Yeah. And then nobody were there, not even nurse. You would imagine that somebody would uh, be there, assist her.
0: Yeah. Let's not talk about the American health system
1: sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she was there and then it's just a really sad moment. Yeah. It's so dark and she's leaning on the door. She asked if she could hold the baby. And we were like, of course, you know, um, just enjoy him. And then, so she, we gave him, we give her the baby. She rocked him and scanned his face, like trying to memorize that. Seems like she's scanning, like, you know, yeah. it's the last time to see him. And then, just afterwards, she passed, she gave back the baby and she turned around. That image is always like in my head. Um, she just, right hand lift, um, rise up, wave to us. And the left hand, she is wiping her tears. Like she was literally crying, walking back to her room. Nobody there. I wanted to go like say something, but I feel it's not my place to say anything. And I was so new. It was my first delivery. And I was like, okay, my parent, the same to the parent need my help. I really want to like split myself in half. So I just, very heartbreaking. And then, um, like, after a year or two, there was a, a fire, um like, in uh, 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 Northern California, like, San Francisco area, I believe, Sacramento area. So I reached out uh, to see how she is doing. I don't think she messaged me back, but it, that was my last message with her, I guess. I just feel, you know, there are some connections that you made. You care for a person that she did such a big thing. You just want the best for her life. You yeah. want to do something for
0: yeah. her. Yeah, I've had moments like that, too, because yeah. I, uh, it's going to sound so trivial after the story you just told, but I used at Disney World. And um, I would have people come up to me who, like, it was the first vacation they had since they lost a child, or it was the first vacation they had since their daughter had been in Iraq and she had just come back from the war. I mean, this was, like, 15 years ago. And... Um, being able to just, you're like, you just want to do any small thing that you can to make that moment easier or more special or, or something, you know, or thank them for their service or, you know, and I had the ability and the role that I was in at the time there to do some really incredible things. But then there are some people who they have no idea how much they touch you, you know, they walk out that door and they go back to their hometown or whatever. And you're like, A different person because of that. And sometimes it's really hard because you want to make that connection and like hold on to it because you're like, you're the person that like changed everything for me. And it was this small, minute little thing, but you're it for me. And I think it's so special that you took a moment that meant that much to you, not to get too like heartfelt ooey gooey, but you know, you took a moment that meant so much to you and, and created such a beautiful thing from it. And so- Good job, Joy. <laughs> like, thank this you. Is, this is really <laughs> thank wonderful, you, thank you. and it's so cool too that you you are working with both sides. Because I guess I would just think that a surrogacy agency would either be just for the surrogates or just for the parents. I mean, do you provide just one way services sometimes if that's necessary? Like if somebody maybe there are parents who have already picked a surrogate and and they have all the support they need, but the surrogate is like, what do I do? Where do I go? Can they contact
1: you for that? So as of right now, uh, we sometimes work with the internet parent agent, Mm -hmm. which is dedicated to focus on the internet parent side. Then our we will just cut off that independent parent support system. We will just support the circuit. seeing okay. the company, we have two systems. So both of them will get enough, uh, enough equal attention. Oh, nice. Um, for our, like for management job is we find a balance. We don't want, cause it, it is really hard. Like you can't pick sites. Right. Um, the other person would definitely feel it if she feel less uh important in this relationship right. so we 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 assign into parent a coordinator and a surrogate coordinator because we also learn from our own mistake um i used to just be one for into parent and surrogate it's really hard and it's mm-hmm. hard for the coordinator too because mm-hmm. maybe i could try to be fair but then sometimes the coordinator if she has been a the parent herself, then she would, uh, you know, stand in into the parent's shoe more. If a person is in the surrogate shoe more, then she wouldn't, you know, hear the intendent parent's voice. Right. So it's like uh, assigning each party a turning to. Um, each of us will protect our uh, client' right and mm-hmm. benefit. Mm-hmm. If there are any conflict arise, we just have a good argument within our company. We find the best solution. Right. Um, sometimes it means. We have to eat a cost, which we shouldn't. Um, but we we just want the, the best journey, want it to be smooth for both parties. Because right. both of them, surrogacy is the last choice. Like if a parent could carry a baby, who would want her baby to be carried by somebody else? Mm-hmm. And if a surrogate, like if she could just enjoy her life, um, she she wants to spend all her time, like, who want to go through a birth, you know, just to earn fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000, like, they had no choice to do that. So we respect it. Mm-hmm. And we want them to enjoy the most. We don't want the little hiccups to ruin their best moment. Right, right.
0: So what does the first step of it all look like um, when somebody contacts you and says, I want to use a surrogate, like... I've been really surprised in starting the fertility journey that the company I've been working with has been very like, here's your checklist, here are all the things you do. And there's stuff that I'm doing now, like I talked to a counselor and, you know, I had obviously the doctor's appointments and stuff like that, but there's all this different stuff that I didn't expect to see as I was starting this. So what does that first contact
1: look like? For intended parents, the first contact is usually find out where they are at in their fertility journey. Some of them don't even have embryos, make um, need suggestions to look for a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them already have embryos. Then we will just ask them, you know, the grade and also their preference in surrogates. Usually, when intended parents only have one embryo, we would uh, suggest them to have to work with somebody are fertile, mm-hmm. um, meaning if the surrogate have multiple children or within the last two years, she's going to be the best candidate. Like, if everything else the same as somebody else. Right. Um, so we will try to match them with someone that they will they will spend more time, or money right. with. Right. So that's a, that's a first step to have an initial consultation with the internet parents. We go over, so we have a structure going over the company background, the service we're going to provide. And then we will go over the cost breakdown mm-hmm. so they will need to know how much money they are expecting. Mm-hmm. Surrogacy is not cheap. Yeah. We don't want to hook them up with a low price and then all of a sudden give them a surprise. Mm-hmm. We include everything in that packet. So, If, you know, 1000, 5000 is going to be a deal breaker, we would suggest them to think about it because there are a lot of things that are enforceable in this journey. Um, they really, really have to be ready. Yeah. Like, uh, otherwise it's going to be nerve wracking for them as well. There's no Black Friday sale on this, right? (laughs) (laughs) We do give promotion. We do give like a a discount uh, from our ability, but we never give discount upfront because we know this is at least a 20 months journey with them if everything goes well, because four or five months of matching, get them prepared, sign the legal contract nine months of pregnancy, including that one month injection to build up lining. And then we also provide six months postpartum care. Wow. So if internet parents need suggestions about baby feeding, breast milk, or bills they receive, they don't understand it, we, we are always there. And great. our service doesn't end. Like even though we're quoted 20 months, but it doesn't really end. Mm-hmm. I still get message from my internet parents ask me about kindergarten yeah. because my kids are similar age right. as hers so i was like okay this is how i search kindergarten yeah so. you can't
0: keep calling them intended <laughs> so, parents at that point joy
1: yeah <laughs> there's they're beyond that <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So wonderful. oh i have an intended mother want me to be the godmother oh. for their kids i was like i don't know if, <laughs> if i'm qualified but i just feel very like a uh, Flattered. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you're to be a person. I can't
0: imagine the kinds of cards you're getting around the holiday season, huh? Yeah, (laughs) a lot of little baby pictures.
1: We have, yeah, yeah, yes. So we're having to the parents mail us printed photos, so to see how their kids are growing.
0: How does that feel? Like, what is the? I mean, obviously, no details, but like, what's the oldest child now that you kind of helped? facilitate
1: uh if it doesn't include uh, if it includes the ones that i start to work in fertility field sure. probably a good uh, six six seven years old because i'm being this field for about eight years now how does that feel i still remember the first time i see a flicker of heartbeat in the ultrasound yeah. It just like have a butterfly in your stomach yeah <laughs> and so then cool. the Every time when I hold a little baby at first I get scared because I like they're so fragile I don't want to break them and now it's like let me do it let me do it <laughs> give it to me now yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah. so wonderful it definitely accomplished yeah. yeah
0: yeah so you work you're based in California but you're working all over the United States as well right
1: yeah yes and our goal is to work nationwide mm-hmm. um just uh provide a job o- opportunity provide Connections provide just every access to our surrogates and independent parents, no matter where they are. Right, right. And I, you know, in, in
0: talking to some of your employees too, like they mentioned that they are hopping on planes to go to these
1: different appointments and stuff too, right? Yes, yes. We we no matter where they are, we're always gonna go to their medical screening, transfer anatomy scan, and a delivery. Right. So at least those four milestones. Uh, we do not charge extra for the from the internet parents or you know adding extra for the surrogate. We just love to be there because mm-hmm. um, those are pretty big moments and it gives a little um, time space in between. So mm-hmm. we're not bugging them all the time, right. but two three months in between is a good time for us to connect reconnect with. Yeah,
0: them. yeah. I mean, I went to I just had my fertility checked last week before I left for my holiday trip. And I'm fine with doctor's appointments, like I don't get weird or or you know jumpy about them, but I came out of it, and it was a good fertility check by the way, like I have twelve follicles, which I'm very excited and yeah. proud of each one of those and um that's good <laughs> thank you and um i- but I came out of it, and you know I'm a very independent person and I, the first thing I wanted to do was like tell people I wanted somebody to be around to be excited for me and to like, just sit down and, and chat about it. And I called you know, the first person I always call is my mom. And I tried calling Michael, my friend who I'm having the baby with. And I tried calling a couple other friends, but it was just that weird time where like, everybody was doing a thing and they weren't able to pick up. And I was like, Oh, now I get why joy of life goes to those appointments. Because even if it's good news, you still want somebody there to be excited with, or if it's emotional, because obviously for a surrogate, it might be a little bit different, you know, to have somebody to just give a squeeze to, or, you know, grab a tissue from that's really, that's important thing. Yeah. So I just think what you're doing is so cool. Thank you. So, um, you know, we're talking about all the like the fantastic and wonderful aspects of this and the, the parts that are happy, maybe emotional too, but, um, I'm sure there are bad moments too, and like, that come hopefully not often. So how do you guys manage those moments and help intended parents and surrogates through those? Definitely, if
1: everything goes well, they wouldn't need us. <laughs> I think as an agency, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> our valuable point is to give uh, emotional value to those um um, families. Uh, as, as us, we have a, a very straightforward protocol of communication. Uh, we do updates every week, at least a minimum of twi- two times. Um, we also have monthly uh, calls with the surrogate, monthly meeting. Um, we call it CARES program, um, C-A-R-E-S. It stands for Coaching Access and Resources for Empowered Surrogacy. So, um, we have a life coach, um, in that meeting, um, teach them some life skills, how to, even it's parenting, financing, um, relationship with a partner. Cause you know, it's carrying, when I get pregnant, I get super emotional and I still remember my husband sitting on the stairs, like trying to pull up his hair. So imagine that this woman is carrying somebody else's child, but her emotion actually dumped on her own family yeah. we want her to not to feel guilty we want to help them to maintain a, um, a stable relationship with her partner too because we did have surrogate went through divorce um, through her journey oh, uh, we, my we just see that as something that we could be in there to help so so we provide those life coaching sessions um for our surrogates as right now and next year we're gonna open this opportunity to our internet parents too because on their end it's gonna be a different story. Oh totally. Um they're gonna become new parents, so definitely parenting skills are what they need. Right. Um maybe two months before the baby is here. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, we're excited for that. Um and also with our Resources, uh, experience. We just want to shorten their waiting period um, before they can meet their children. Because, um, yeah. yeah, there are a lot of enforceable things that could happen.
0: Yeah. Something that's kind of come up as I'm talking to you, too, is like, there's. this is obviously not a one-size-fits-all opportunity, right? Like, every... Mm-hmm. Couple or person or surrogate that you're working with, they are all, they all have totally different lives and totally different circumstances. So, do you ever work with parents who allow the surrogate to be a part of their life going forward, or maybe didn't want that, but then kind of change their minds throughout it? Like, how do those relationships kind of adjust?
1: Yeah, we definitely had and the parents a little iffy about whether they want to tell their kids about surrogacy or if they want to continue. We always tell them it's a twenty month long journey. We could match you someone that open to no contact after delivery, but mm-hmm. a lot of times we see the parents change their mind. Only if, you know, they're super straight like strict about not telling their kids like they from those country that can't even allow to be talked about sure um, we see intimate parents change their mind uh, they see how much care and love that surrogate and her family provide mm-hmm. to that little baby um, they see the connection between um, the unborn child and the surrogate her own children mm-hmm. so um, it changed their mind they exchange you know their contact after um, sending photos etc sometimes we don't even get like that many photos, but Sergey would be like, "Look, the kid right. is born. Like you know, celebrating four years old, etc." Um, we're just really happy for them because at that point, I think the relationship is theirs. We don't want to be a third wheel, right?
0: right.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> sure. in between, yeah. um, it shouldn't, you know, goes smoothly. They shouldn't feel any pressure that I have to send this because Joy of Life is watching. <laughs> so, sure,
0: uh, sure. Yeah. This is, yeah, I mean. So, this is fantastic. Like this is all, I mean, it's so cool what you do and I'm so grateful to have been able to chat with you. If people want to learn more about your company or maybe get in touch, how should they go about doing that?
1: The best way I would say our contacts are everywhere. There's no best way. <laughs> like Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, our phone number. If nobody pick up, I'm the first one in the queue. So if anybody want to talk to me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just call the number and stay on the line. I will be the one pick up. I love. I love being involved in the in the day to day work too. Uh, just feel, you know, you're surrounded by love and care. Right. Um. One one story I want to share. So, COVID, when COVID hit, um, like, uh, there there is a lacking of masks uh, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. We actually have international intendant parents mail masks and hygiene to their surrogate moms. Mm-hmm. Like, even after delivery, they just thought about them and just say, "Hope your families are okay." And here, a box and boxes of gloves, masks and stuff mm-hmm. and it just free of charge. Those are all gifts. So I just feel very touched um by those connections. Like they feel for somebody else and they feel appreciated all their life long. Yeah. And it just you know, it it's good cause, and it make you feel they're there is true love in in the world. Yeah. Not just in the movie. Yeah.
0: Joy of Life is a, a very apt title thank for you. your company. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if uh, we the name made us more joyful or we we made the name more meaningful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What you get is what you give. So thank you so much for joining. And people can go to joyoflife.com too. That's the Probably the a good starting spot because you've got the phone numbers and social yes. media and everything there too. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so That's much. Good. Yeah. Of course. Have a nice day. The Backup Plan is created, produced, and hosted by me, Meredith Kate. Julian hagans is my co-producer. You can find us on social media at Backup Plan Pod. The best place to get updates is to sign up for our newsletter at backupplanpod.com, where we also post all episodes, show notes, and transcripts. Thank you for listening.